Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode five of Comics in the Combat Zone. I'm Jordan Ducharme. And I'm Ben Stead. Ben, how's it going, buddy? How's the week been? Warm. Yeah, it's too warm. I, I mean, this is already dangerously close to pre-show banter, which I know we're against. <laughs> but I did feel like, I, we've never gotten into it here on the show, but like, so we record this podcast at the, the podcast studio at the Frog and Bucket, for those of you not living in Manchester, which is probably everybody. That's like yeah. the, the, cl- the club in Manchester, essentially, the comedy club. But their podcast studio is at the very top of the very top of the building, and it's a small and enclosed room. And yeah, it's just been the hottest weather of the year so far in the UK. And I was worried about it. Like, I was worried about just fucking how brutal it would be. Yeah, I'm scared of dying. So we'll see how it goes. But I think we'll be okay. And then I loved it when I was realizing, well, if we're going to banter, I want to work in a segue. So welcome to, I thought we were going to be down in flames, if you will. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, because that's the event we're talking about today, baby. CZW, down in flames, June 19th, 1999. We're almost a week away from the, whatever, 14-year anniversary. No, 14. 20, 30, 40, no, 24 year? I'm so bad at math. 20, it won't be 24. Uh, or it could be, actually. It would be 24 uh, years. Oh, jeez, I hate time. Do you feel old yet? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, getting into these CZW shows, I'm always trying to keep in track of what was going on in the wrestling world at this time. Because uh, I always, you know, like, we talked about it since the first episode. You always imagine CZW from, like, 2002, 2003. So it is interesting. It's like, okay, 24 years ago. Uh, of Oof. course, this event takes place in the CZW Arena, as all of them have, Mantua, New Jersey. Uh, are you going to be excited when we get a new a new venue for the first time? I think I'll be sad. I think I'm going to miss the CZW Arena. It's, <laughs> it holds. It already holds so many good memories for me. So That's true. Uh, yeah. we, to talk about it quickly, uh, we had to make sure we reviewed the right episode, because even by this point, CZW had put out a hardcore compilation best of special. Yeah, and it's not, not just hardcore Holly... Or, or is that what she was going <laughs> Hardcore Holly compilation. Yeah. Like on another streaming website, this was a hardcore compilation of wrestling moves. Well, it was just their first four shows. Yeah. And they've, they've taken all the most hardcore spots out of it. So we didn't watch that because, I mean, uh, you've, you've heard our reviews of the first four shows already. Yeah, I want no reminders. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so when the show begins here mid-ring announcement where the guy's like literally in the middle of a sentence. And I'm like, what a step back, like... They, the one thing they had right two shows ago was that, like, the show opened on the ring announcer in the ring, and he's welcoming everyone to the show. It's how the show should start. I'm like, how do you, like, not stick to that once you figure it out, you know? Yeah, but at least, I mean, f- for now, there was no music, which was good. That <laughs> yeah. was, I could hear the ring announcer. I noticed how, it, how empty the place looked. I don't know. It seemed a bit quieter compared to other... Maybe Zandig was right to put music over it, but... I don't know, they just seemed like the crowd seemed a bit thinner. I was like, have they not let kids in? But then there's kids screaming as well. I don't know what was up, but there was just fewer seats. Yeah, the audience is still primarily kids. I don't know. I, I, I wish like I knew someone from this area or whatever, just knew how fucking hot it was in New Jersey at this time. Like The idea of a sweltering hot wrestling show in the afternoon just wasn't appealing in June. No. Uh, or maybe this this company that, to our to our record, hasn't put out a good show yet, was like losing some steam already. By, Pot- potentially, yeah. By night five. 
Um, but yeah, so the very first thing we get is the reckless youth is reintroduced to this crowd. I, I thought he was going to be sort of the one-off of that episode we reviewed a few weeks ago, so it was sort of nice to see him back because he was sort of in the higher end. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and he begins cutting a promo on CZW fans and his Mark opponent with his rat girlfriend. He always like when they're using the insider terms here on the on the program right yeah it was fine the promo i thought it i thought it was okay i mean i think he's 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 a good wrestler mm-hmm. um but yeah promos is not the strongest suit i think of anyone except in nick gage maybe <laughs> and, and even at, even at this point he's not great at them so i was just like just get on with the wrestling mate i'd go as far as to say as there's not one good promo on this whole roster <laughs> no i don't i no, not, not really. Yet, no, yeah. I mean, and Reckless Youth, he has all the confidence, but no, he's not really funny. It's sort of like... Yeah, 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 yeah. shooting yeah. him too hard, but he just isn't as funny as he thinks he is. Um, so it did get sort of cringy the whole time. And they're also, they've still not got the lights down, so the whole time he's talking, there's spotlights going, like, randomly throughout the crowd. He does also drop the other R word. Does he uh, say, Im- immediately, yeah. Uh, does he hit a crowd member with that? I didn't have that written. I think, I think yeah, I think he's talking about the crowd. Uh, when he says that word. Right. So, not ideal, but I suppose, you know, that's a shortcut to the crowd being like, Yeah, yeah, they respond to language like that, obviously. Uh, And then he goes to introduce his partner in the BTS, uh, which I I read on Wikipedia, the Black T-Shirt Crew, I think is (laughs) what that stands for. That's most of the wrestlers in CZW, I believe. Uh, Yeah. Black T-Shirt Crew, they're all just wearing black (laughs) T-shirts. If not that, a white wife Yeah. Uh, But that's about it. And then... So out comes Mike Quackenbush, um, who apparently uh, Reckless Youth introduced him by saying he cost us the Texas tag team titles last night, but he's still my tag partner, Mike Quackenbush. I'm like, what kind of indie fed were they Yeah, in Texas? I, I, that's so weird. I didn't know because that's just like a lot of lore that I have no idea about when they were just <laughs> like, oh, this big event. I was like, oh, okay, I guess Yeah, that's, that's fine. He's in like, and Mike's in this like weird jacket, like red, odd, odd odd choice of attire and because mm-hmm. he's not only wearing a black shirt and i thought that would be the only prerequisite <laughs> to the black shirt crew it's underneath the jacket oh, okay that's it. that counts fair enough uh, i, I want to do a quick side note because whenever like really interesting figures come into czw i i don't know if you'll know who they are or who the, the regular audience will know who they are so just a quick cover on mike quackenbush he is sort of like an influential figure especially in the 2000s in indie wrestling uh, he began wrestling in 1998, so this was only like a year into his career, uh, and his moniker was Lightning Mike Quackenbush because he was a big Jushin Liger fan. Uh, but what he's most known for is starting Chikara, which is almost like... No way. Yeah, he's the founder of Chikara. Um, he's yeah. actually... Oh, sorry to interrupt, but like I was going to say, he's actually quite funny. Like He's definitely mm-hmm. a step above the others in terms of crowd banter, in terms of like interaction with the crowd and stuff. So that makes sense that he went... Because Chikara is like a... Not a, like a joke thing, but it's more leans into the comedy side of wrestling. It's like Orange Cassidy was there, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other... Uh, or, I mean, the soldier ants. I mean, it's yeah. very, like, cartoony. It's almost... This is funny to me. I mean, it feels like when the alt-comedians would check out, like, the grimy open mic just to see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And then they show up, and there's, like, a homeless guy heckling them, <laughs> and, like, yeah. they don't drink, so they're just uncomfortable. Yeah. But it, it, it sort of works because they love wrestling. So they're like, hey, they're doing a thing. I guess we'll go check out this CZW thing. Get some and ideas. Yeah. And I think it would be just as weird if you saw John Zandig on a fucking Chikara show. You'd be like, well, this is <laughs> He's so cool. He would, he would pull it off. <laughs> He'd pull it off. Because yeah. you'd be like, this comedy character is incredible. Yeah. And not knowing that that's just Zandig. He's yeah. like staple gunner guy. And they're like,
like he didn't he never cleared that with <laughs> yeah he but he's so it. cool <laughs> yeah so quackenbush uh he ends up cutting a bit of a promo himself yeah i thought it was great and then the person i sort of assumed they were referencing this guy because they kept talking about his rat girlfriend and whatnot uh and we all know who just won his girlfriend back the month before rick Thank blade comes yeah. out uh with B- lady blaze and he's sort of looking more generic as the months go by. It almost feels like he's abandoned his karate persona. Yeah, he's not wearing a gi or anything like that. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, there's no theme. It, like, Lady Blaze is just in, like, a yellow top and, and, and whatnot. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just like, I'm tired of it. I'm, mm. I'm, I don't want to be this character anymore. I want to be Rick Blade again. Yeah, and the, ma- the match begins with a classic CZW convoluted stipulation. Do you remember this? It's so stupid yeah, that you might have forgot. There's like actually rules. I, I don't know I heard any specific rules, but I was like, whoa, okay, maybe it's, they're taking it seriously. It's meant to be a triple threat, and the ref, the ring announcer says that Mike Quackenbush actually won a coin toss backstage, allowing him to sit out for the first two minutes of this triple threat match while the other two guys like supposedly weaken each other or whatever. There's a lot of like odd, like really specific things that happen off in this show mm-hmm. that have just had like someone a ring announcer will just bring something up that's quite major it's like why don't you just do that ring toss in the ring <laughs> like why don't you just do it there <laughs> why do it the at all yeah it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah. sorry like booking wise the whole thing is these two guys are a team so they can team up and beat the shit out of rick blade yeah so this stip doesn't even make sense for this match yeah and then of course i i started my timer immediately because i'm like Fuck knows they're either going to make it 30 seconds or, like, six minutes. Like, they're not going to stick to the two minutes Yeah. if the CCW Royal Rumble has taught me anything. Uh, and it also made Quack look like a pussy. And I know that because that's <laughs> what the crowd chanted at him immediately <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for winning this coin toss. Um, and then also I like that the ring announcer did bring up it, Ron Hartog and uh, called him the Enforcer will be overseeing this match. So he's just stealing Arn Anderson's nickname. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> CZW steal something? That's not, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's not happened before. I could get it maybe 20 years after his retirement. Like, Arn Anderson's an active, like, participant of this I'd like if, <laughs> if every week they just called him a different wrestling. They're just like, yeah. and yeah. this week Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Give it up for Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> yeah. Ron Rikishi. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have written here right as the match begins. Or Reckless Youth just fancies himself a comedian. He's constantly joking to the crowd. And it's just not funny. And then they start chain wrestling, and it's actually pretty awesome. And like, <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just stick to the fucking wrestling, man? Yeah, I was, like, super surprised by, like, how solid quality it is, especially after the stuff we'd seen. Mm-hmm. Because last week's show that we watched, like, with the music, wasn't just the music. It was bad. Like, the wrestling was fine, but it also wasn't great. But this was, like, felt mm-hmm. like a big step up. Like, it's actually decent. Um, there's some fun back and forth. Definitely. It's almost a, a negative in a sense that I think this was my match of the night um, because it happens first. So it's sort of yeah. all, all downhill from here in a sense. But it was great. And, and Mike Quackenbush, considering he'd only been in a year at this point, is like really a natural. You can sort of tell. Uh, and of course, three and a half whole minutes pass before Mike enters the ring. Uh, and then they begin doing impressive double teamwork on him where it's just yeah. like setting up each other into other moves, like really just fast paced action. Uh, the classic Steiner recliner with a drop kick to the face from the other guy. I, I liked how they worked as a tag team. Yeah, it was it was really good. They mm-hmm. they, they like had a lot of fun with it, and um, yeah, it was actually in, like no qualifiers to be like I enjoyed watching this wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
uh, with everything we talk about, we do have to get over the terrible quality camera. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's always just a guy with a camcorder. Although I thought... We're sort of used to that by now. Yeah, and the quality's bad, but I thought actually the filming in this one was better. Like, they, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of just walked around the ring and just stayed on the match as it was happening, which is always a bonus. Yeah, definitely. So I thought, I was like, bloody Nora, what's <laughs> going on here then? <laughs> yeah, uh, they were, it's, you know, one step forward, two steps forward, one step back. Uh, but Blade begins his comeback. He double drop kicks the guys, uh, but then it doesn't last. They put him in a double submission at the same time. At this point, you're just sort of waiting for uh, Reckless Youth or Mike to turn on one another yeah, so you can yeah. get to the real meat of this thing. Um, but fair enough, you know, like triple threats weren't extremely common by 99. So, I mean, this does feel like almost a by the numbers. It's like how every tag match builds to the hot tag. Yeah. But by this point, it was sort of a like, you know, I'm into the story of the match. It's, you know, you know they're a team, but they're going to turn. Uh, they do set up this convoluted sort of spot where Reckless Youth sets up Blade for Quack and, Quack and Bush to dive on it's him. It's so bad. Do you hate this? I uh, It was... Because like if you're doing that in a comedy match, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Well, I should explain it quick. So, yeah, like, Quack uh, Quack's like, no, no, move him further back, further yeah. back. And then yeah. Reckless Youth would pull him a few inches and he'd go to dive. He'd be like, no, he's still too close, further yeah. back. And then he does it like four times, and it's just. And then at the end, he'll jumps off the top rope, lands on his feet, and then does a splash. <laughs> and like, I get it in a in in like a comedy esque match or something that's a bit more light hearted, but this one had been going pretty hard for a while, so it just felt like an absolute pace killer mm-hmm, totally. out of nowhere. Of just like, and also because of the reckless youth isn't on the same level in terms of comedy or wrestling as Mike. Mm-hmm. It just felt like Reckless Youth, like it wasn't a joke. He was like, what do you want me to do with this guy? Like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. do you want me to... Meet? Like, it didn't... F- so it just felt like a pace killer. And then because it wasn't framed like a joke, it also just felt incredibly anticlimactic. Like, it wasn't funny that it was awful. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just like, what a waste What a waste of time. What a dumb spot. That yeah. I'm sure these guys were doing every match they wrestled. Yeah. I'm sure we saw this exact same spot in Texas the night before for those tag titles. Yeah. Uh, but finally, nine minutes into this thing, Quackenbush goes for the pin, and then Reckless Youth breaks it up. That's where you get your sort of divide. Uh, and then the sort of match starts picking up with both guys doing dives from the outside. Quack almost fucking goes right into the crowd. Like, one of those dangerous ones where you hit a big fat guy who was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Reckless Youth flip dives onto both of them for the really nice one, and it actually gets a light CZW chant. So, again, they got the action back here again. Yeah. Uh, they do the classic triple abdominable stretch. Abdominable. Abdominal stretch. Uh, the, the Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, and Sabu sort of made popular. Uh, and then Blade starts following up in that impressive combo of uh, suplexes. And then the last one's countered by Reckless Youth into a full flip Hurricane Rana, sort of Rey Mysterio style. And then Blade kicks out and then eats a Tornado DDT immediately. Uh, by this point, I'm like, wow, this is probably the best match we've seen in CZW. Like, Easily. I- I'm really like just into the flow of it. Uh, Blade ends up hitting a flawless 450 on Reckless Youth, which is the, like, Rick Blade's best spot is this 450. It's the only one he never fucks up at all. <laughs> yeah, I think it really shows uh, how a wrestler's performance is also like really dependent on the other wrestlers because Reckless Youth actually looked all right in this. Mm-hmm. Like, looked decent enough. Totally. And like that's a, a, probably in a large part to like Rick Blade being decent and Mike being probably better than both of them. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, you know, when, you, when you're working with someone who's, you know, 
able to carry the match a bit. It it was good, and yeah, it was easily the best match we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it just ends with a they do a big reversal trade off, and then Quack actually hits a Reckless Youth with what I assume is his finisher. It's like a re- starts as a reverse Razor's Edge, where the guy instead of his back on your head is like got his stomach on your head, and then mm. he flips him over into just a Splash Mountain Bomb. Uh, for the win at 14 min- minutes, 30 seconds. Um, and then, but it was weird because Blade nearly saved it. Like, he basically touched it and broke it up. Yeah. And then Ron Hartog was like, just did the count anyway. And he was sort of like, no, this match is over. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if it was a botch or just a timing thing or they I, wanted Blade to keep his heat or whatever. I'm hoping, uh, I mean, the match needed to end because it was getting a bit, lo- like, 14 minutes is long yeah to make a tad too long even though it was decent for this for this card too yeah and it did drag i mean it's it was the best match on a czw card i guess not necessarily a great match even though i was saying like we got into it but it was like you know still not a you know it's a very indie riffic match uh but then blade challenges quackenbush to a one-on-one next match next month czw style leave the weapons at home so i sort of like that yeah, I don't know what CZW style means because they just appear to riff on it every other wrestling style go. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna put his girlfriend up. For yeah, collateral. Nah, yeah, yeah, or his like mom. <laughs> it's, I got if I girl. win, I got your your mom's my bitch for a month. <laughs> yeah, and then Rick Blade's like, but if I win, I get to fuck reckless youth in the ass. <laughs> yeah, <CZW ring. laughs> and you, da- and then I quit. <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. Uh, so we get our hard ring cut. Uh, the ring announcer calls out for the silver bullet, uh, which a guy, I was almost <laughs> wondering if this was a dude we'd already seen that was trying to like a gimmick change because it looked like a fat white dude, but wearing a lucha mask. He was wearing a lucha mask. He looked like a bad cosplay Bane from the <laughs> Batman yeah. and Robin, the George Clooney one. And yeah. also he's wearing like these odd silver pants mm. that were like, Definitely goes raving in. He is the silver bullet after. Yeah, it was it was, it was a really odd. And he's out. entering to Metallica like the most badass <laughs> song on the yeah. whole. <laughs> he's whole a big show. beefy boy though. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I respect a big beefy boy. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, and he's followed out by fan favorite TCK. So I sort of clocked this already. Is this will probably be a hardcore match? Mm. Just knowing how TCK acts and knowing how Silver Bullet looks. <laughs> uh, and the match begins by TCK just sort of even before he gets in the ring, he's on the apron and Bullet knocks him off. Uh, then dives onto him on the outside, and then just smokes him with three chair shots in a row. It's like you can tell he's not even, like, he, he takes the second one, TCK, and you can tell he's like, okay, that's it, and he puts his hands down. Yeah. And then he eats the third one, like, completely unprotected, like, and he's bleeding within, like, 45 seconds of this matchup. Uh, yeah, I'm bleeding, uh, yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. uh, quite quickly. Yeah. And Silver Bullet just doesn't let up. He starts hitting a series of jumps, splashes, flying kicks on the guy. He's got a very aerial offense for like a guy who you said pretty beefy. Like he didn't. Yeah, seem for like, a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't seem like a high flyer a at all. Big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then TCK tries to mount a comeback. He actually hits a top rope leg drop himself, which is a regular move he's been doing. I can't imagine that's good for your long-term health, like a top rope leg. Like, you're just probably fucking your I hip. Don't, I don't think any of the wrestling these guys do in CZW <laughs> is good for their long-term health. Yeah, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those healthy wrestlers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they brawl to the outside, uh, and TCK sets up a table. He lays <sighs> out Silver Bullet on the thing, and he sets up the chair to do the Sabu, like, run up the chair and springboard to the top. And the first time he does it, he, like, loses his nerve. Yeah, and, and he just—it's like, oh wait, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't come at it right. 
And so then the second time he goes to do it, gets to the top rope and completely slipped face plants from it's the top so rope. It's so bad. Like the blood just starts <laughs> like leaking out of him. I was like really worried. I was really concerned for the blood loss because he just like, I mean like, this is one of those things, I guess, where like old school you, wrestlers are like, it's good that he keeps going. It's yeah. good. He's going to die in the ring. Hell yeah. And mm. I'm just like, get a medic, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this match, you should just call this match now. You just, he gets pinned immediately and then just get, because he is like profusely bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like when, as it's, it's such a bad botch. Yeah, you're right. Like he'd already bladed himself pretty bad before this so i wonder if he was like dizzy because of that like you know this guy yeah he doesn't look in shape at all (laughs) so like to be just gushing blood already and then trying to do like a pretty ambitious dive yeah uh, when you look like that it's sort of like you know it was just the perfect storm for this to happen but he really eats shit and of course because they're so hardcore there's no mats or anything no yeah it's just a floor because when you see someone bleeding a lot like you know in john moxie matches or whatever Mm -hmm. like it still seems can controlled to a degree you know but because there's times when the match is kind of he takes a hit too wrong and you're like oh okay that's just good this was like that where it's just like pouring like it was like going everywhere and i was like dude like get doctor <laughs> like that's you you've got that nailed and that's sort of what i like about czw to be honest is that unpredictability of like yeah oh, wait, these are amateurs just throwing shit at the wall yeah and so you never really know what could happen uh, but I thought he might be too fucked up to continue, but he, he wasn't. And, and also, we got to mention, the crowd just showers him with a you fucked up chant. Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah, yeah, that is rough. <laughs> um, but then he gets back up. He sort of gives Silver Bullet a couple more punches. Then he goes up for a leg drop off the second rope through the table, and the table doesn't break. <laughs> he fully puts both their weight on it. Yeah. It's just brutal night here for TCK. And then, like, back in the ring a minute later, the Ron Hartog takes a brutal, like, a ridiculous bump. Where it was almost, like, too comical. Yeah, it was, like, out, out of nowhere. It's a shame as well, the, the stuff with the table. Because up until then, it had been, like, a fun, hardcore match. I'd like, I'd like it, it yeah. for sure, too. And it, it, honestly, like, TCK fucking face planning like that, to me, enhanced the match. Because it was like, oh, this is a more entertaining thing I'm watching. Yeah. Um, but for, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal to watch. Yeah, I was like, why did the ref just eat one? Like, it was yeah. just out of nowhere. Like, I thought everyone loved, uh, Ron, John Cena, Hartog. Well, and it does it all the time, like, because they've done this a few times where the ref will take a bump, but it doesn't lead to the finish or anything. No. And then within five minutes, he'll just do the slow count. And But it's it's like, he could have just not taken that bump. Yeah. And the match would have been the exact same. But it's funny because as soon as he does hit the X factor, or I guess this is, sorry, I, we're getting ahead of ourselves because the match does get interference. Uh, TCK hits his finisher, the X factor on the chair. Uh, when Midnight and Macabre show up, uh, the two guys that have been, they've sort of been shitting on TCK for a few week, months now. Uh, they show up and attack him. But again, I still don't think the ref bump's necessary because they have interference all the fucking time without DQs. Yeah, or just have, it would make more sense that the invaders just whack, like just run up and hit him in the back of the head and he mm-hmm. goes down or whatever and then get, gets up dazed and doesn't even know the ring invaders have been in, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So, I mean, I, I thought the camera work it was definitely unintentional, but like they ran in off shot. Like it looked pretty good actually, because mm-hmm. they kind of came out of nowhere, as it were. But also, well, like definitely not a cue for them. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing as well. Like when you're watching Ring Invaders in like wrestling and the theme music kicks in, you're like, oh, I need to be excited. These guys run in, and I was just like, are these guys from the Crown? Like, oh, who- are these guys <laughs> that I hate. Yeah, seeing? is this for the woman who bit? thingy the other week like is she back yeah oh yeah (laughs) Uh, but it's funny too because when they're attacking tck the crowds are are all chanting for sabu 
as if Sabu, of all people, is going to fucking show up <laughs> Can here. you imagine? Yeah. If you thought it was weird he was with Adam Cole, it would have been so much weirder if he was <laughs> fucking <laughs> showing CZW. up at the CCW in 1999. Um, but then after all this, Silver Bullet just hits a decent-looking brain buster on a chair, uh, gets a win at 639. And exactly what he said earlier, I said, I've written here, it's a decent, shitty match. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't good. What can I say? And maybe the Silver Bullet guy, maybe he comes back. I don't know. He seemed all right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I like big beefy boys, and his pants were approaching jeans, so <laughs> he's got my full respect. Yeah, uh, another hard cut. Uh, we get back to the that British royalty music, the Queen's Guard music plays, uh, which can only mean the Gentlemen's Club of Lord Everett Devore and Latin Lover are on the way. Uh, again, Lord Lord Everett Devore gets in the ring and just starts cutting this angry Jersey guy. It's so promo. funny how <laughs> he's the most New Jersey sounding man yeah. dressed in like full British guards. What are you doing yeah. over here? Like, yeah. You're like, who? This is absurd. Why is this your character at least put on like a fake British yeah. accent or something? I'm from the fucking United yeah. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Tuesday. He, he literally has the li- line to uh, a person in the audience. If I ask for your opinion, I get it from your fucking woman <laughs> yeah Which, cool mean? yeah i mean that's you know that's what a king would say yeah exactly uh, but then next up uh, we get uh, my favorite shitty tag team maybe in czw uh, we get anarchy um and it looks like they're leaning into like the school shooter sort of uh, look that we'd mentioned the month before now they have full long trench yeah because i think there was a danger around this period of wearing the trench coat where it's like either you're inspired by the matrix or the columbine shooters what, like do you, do you know for trivia when the columbine shooting happened um, it was it nine. It was ninety nine, right? Two months before this event. Oh, so it's definitely that. <laughs> That's what they were doing. I yeah, realized it. I googled it. I was like, oh no, they're really just leaning. Because I think it's very funny as well that they look. It, it looks like a dad who's just divorced his wife and is trying to stay connected with his son. Absolutely. <laughs> like, this is the only way I can see my... Like, Mrs. Doubtfire, but it's CZW. This is the only way I can see my son by pretending to be a wrestler. <laughs> These two guys look like they have nothing in common. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sean Eclipse looks like a balding father with, like, a dad hundred percent. And Quantum looks like a troubled teenager. Yeah, he's, and also he's like a pepper army man. Like, yeah. he's so, th- like, gangly. It's very odd. <laughs> and by the way, I'm just assuming that's who's who. Sean Eclipse could be the teenager and vice versa they've never done any explanation so i'm just going by if i was a teenager i would assume quantum is a cool name yeah so yeah anarchy uh wait politely as the ref sort of pats them down for weapons which they don't do for anyone else so i'm almost like is that continuing the gimmick of the school shooter like maybe they have a gun yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's brutal um lots and and then the match begins and this is where the this fatigue factor kicked in for this show for me because uh, it's just slow, nothing action. Both guys are trying to play the crowd, like uh, the the British guys heckling inc- incessantly. Oh yeah, he the crowd keep calling him William Regal, so he keeps getting in the audience's face. Because yeah. this time William Regal was like the sort of posh British guy, who was actually from the UK and sounded British. Yeah, he didn't so. have a New Jersey accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it finally devolves into like a crowd brawl where Lord Everett is just like abusing Sean Eclipse with real looking like punches to the head. Did you, did you clock that? It didn't look worked at all. No, I, I mean, I don't think these guys are... This is like the CZW level we're used to. Just like none of these people are wrestlers, nor should they be Yeah, wrestlers. I, like, I have written here, sloppy, aimless, shitty wrestling. Uh, at, finally, Anarchy hit this lame, over-sort-of-prepared double-team finisher yeah. for the clean win at 536, and the crowd goes mild. 
this was brutal. This was just an awful match. There yeah. Was no redeemable qualities. Every every person in it sucked individually. Like their characters are bad. They all look. Yeah. Bad. Like the British guy was fine for a one-off, and but also he leaned into it way more last time, which was funny. Mm. Like he had a dude like spraying perfume and like attempted a British accent, but this time he was just immediately like, "Hey, I'm walking here." Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, Quantum gets on the mic and cuts this illegible promo on some team. And I assume he was calling out, maybe the moment of this night for me, uh, the returning Kingpins. Yeah. First pop from me was this. I popped hard when <laughs> when they came back. Yeah, unbelievable. No, no reference to their breakup that we saw like three months ago. No, <laughs> nothing. <each> other. Yeah. <laughs> no mention where they'd been. They have a new new theme song. They were now entering the Miserloo. Yeah. Uh, the famous uh, Pulp Fiction song. They, they commissioned that. Obviously, famously, mm-hmm. yeah. Of course. They I got know. it done. <laughs> this is fucking cool, man. Yeah. So happy to see him. And they acted like returning heroes. Yeah, it was. And to be fair, I thought they both looked a bit healthier. Like, mm. I mean, yeah, one guy still looks like uh, Julian from Thingy. And the other guy's, like, gone fully bald now. And he just looks like every other bald guy. Like, he looks like Michael Chiklis. He looks like <laughs> D. Uh, he looks like from, a bowler. Yeah, Breaking Bad. He just looks like all of them. Yeah. Uh, but I was so happy to see them, <laughs> like, in their pink shirts. With, they walked in with their pin as well. I was like, yeah, Me too. The OGs. Yeah. Well, and also, it felt like after this terrible match I'd seen, because I'm like, I like terrible matches. We just talked about a terrible TCK match that I really enjoyed. Yeah. This was the bad kind of terrible and I'm sure Kingpins, maybe they would have accidentally dropped a guy on their neck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they would have gotten gassed like in a minute in a funny way. Yeah, I uh, was like, I'm here for some laboured like <laughs> people's elbows. Yeah. So we get it. And match number four, Anarchy versus the returning Kingpins. Uh, and the action starts fast with Schaefer uh, eats some arm drags and keeps getting double teamed, which of course the returning team would be on defense immediately. Yeah. That's how you, you know, that's how a wrestling match works. Um, and then finally, the Kings take control with classic, just slow brawling uh, before Price hits a super ugly clothesline. Do you, do you note this? Like, Sean Eclipse tried to eat the clothesline and do, like, the backflip thing. Yeah. And instead he landed on, like, his neck and shoulder. Yeah, it looked really bad. I mean, and... Uh, I thought I thought he dropped him or something again. I was like, yeah. oh, no, but it was just a bad clothesline. Yeah, I thought it, they were labored. Thingy. I thought it was actually their best showing. Totally. Uh, like, I was like, whoa, maybe they've been doing a little bit of cardio alongside the bowling because they were they were still labored but they didn't get gassed quite as quickly well and i don't know like okay maybe we're probably looking too far into this i don't think anyone has ever thought about the kingpins as hard as we have by the way <laughs> not even the kingpins but if you remember on their last showing uh they the guy nearly killed billy baja like if you told me he paralyzed the guy it would have been like well yeah that's not shocking uh, so maybe is even Zandig was like, look, guys, you need to fucking hit the gym. You need to, like, get basic training. And then yeah, we'll bring you back training. in, like, three months from now. Yeah, 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 definitely. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. I would hope so, too, because they did look better. And they looked sort of more in shape. And they looked, you know, they weren't good by any means. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't want them to be good. I just want, you know, them I not to break ki- people's necks. Yeah, 100%. And then Schaefer even has the win here, but then lifts the guy's head off the mat so he can prolong the beating. That was nice. I enjoyed that. Of course. And then they do their double people's elbow, which I forgot. That's their big finish. And they almost botched the timing. Yeah, because both of them, like, they, like, stopped. And they're like, no, go, go again, go yeah, again. Go. And then they go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they after they hit it, they celebrate big time. Um, and they build to another double tag. And again, this company will never get a hot tag wrong as long as they're around, I'm sure. Uh, so Quantum tries to run wild for a bit. 
but there's no momentum there as he does this assisted monkey flip botch. It's just brutal. Camera loses track of the match for maybe the only time in this show as it sort of falls apart. And then all of a sudden, one of the kingpins just throws Sean Eclipse up. They pick up Quantum and hit the heart attack finisher by Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart at, for the clean win at 5:47. Yeah, I, they, I didn't, I can't. I mean, I enjoyed it, but not for the wrestling. But it was just for the kingpins coming back. Like I said, I genuinely did pop a little bit because I wasn't. That was nice. I wasn't expecting it. Like totally. it wasn't. You hadn't read the match listings before. No, I hadn't read the no, match listings. And like we were saying before about how everything's very choreographed, like with betrayals and things like that. But this felt like a genuine little moment. Like I was being rewarded for somehow sticking with CCW <laughs> for five episodes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, the match went almost six minutes. That's probably about like three minutes too long. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, let's see the title run. I want to see them get to the, those belts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then, as if it couldn't get cooler here, we get the cut to Zandig entering. Uh, he enters with a microphone to no music, holding the world title. Now, if you remember last month, there was the, the Dusty finish, two guys getting pinned at the same time. Yeah. And then Dust, uh, Zandig just took the belt and left. But now, I think he's just being recognized as the CZW world champion here. So that was a title change. Like. Yeah, I mean, this entire segment's so weird. It's like, so it, bad. It's, like, all over the place. Like, you, you know? can tell Zandig probably thinks Vince Russo is a fucking genius of, like, writing, because he's just like, well, it doesn't have to make sense. we got to surprise him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think it definitely seems like he writes all his own segments, including the other wrestlers' parts. Yeah. So like he will be like, and then you come in Nick and do this and do that, and then you come in Justice and do this and do that. Like there's no, doesn't feel like there's any particular amount of collaboration. No. Between them, and that's why when you know Nick Gage punches a guy, you're like, he's probably just doing that of his own accord. Like <laughs> yeah. like that wasn't written and whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, Zandig's cool, though, ultimately. We all love Zandig, but yeah, it's just very odd. It's very odd, and the segments are always bad. But it is it is like the kid who's you know invites all the kids over because he's got the big basement, and he is sort of in charge of what you do in the basement, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, yeah, fucking, yeah. it's his house, technically. Um, so he starts cutting this awful promo, and I mean awful because for, I, I don't know if the sound was worse than previous shows or if just the promos were. I, I couldn't understand him at all. Yeah, I think I think he was speaking too loud. Like he blew out the microphone. Like <laughs> like because there was sometimes where I could hear it fine, like the announcement stuff. But with Zandig, I just it was just like like I had no idea what he was saying. Yeah, angry guy at the pub level volume. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, two dudes in all black just hit the <laughs> ring and attack, and the bell rings. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so absurd. So the fifth match in this card is Zandig versus two guys. Zandig <laughs> 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 versus two guys. Like that's all it is. Like the black shirt crew are getting two. Like that's it's so odd. And they look like out of shape guys. <laughs> yeah. All you can see are their bodies, but they look like fat bald dudes. <laughs> yeah, uh, with full black masks and attire. So yeah, Zandig immediately just gets the better of them. Double clotheslines them. Double DDTs them. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what this was about i get maybe there was story elements that zandig we could understand it but i was just like is this just his pain and nick is that, like who Dude, is this supposed the, to be the story is that zandig is hulk hogan and <laughs> these guys are fucking nobodies because then he sets up a table he puts one guy on it 
and does a top rope like picture perfect frog splash through yeah, the it's, table. It is it's good. Fucking <laughs> great looking. And then instead of pinning the other guy, he just runs to the outside to beat up that the guy who wasn't through the table. Uh, he sets up another table outside, yells CZ fucking W, and then hits a top rope elbow drop t- through a table on the floor. Yeah. And just fully eats it on his back and hip. Like <laughs> yeah. this bump was insane. Talk about that not healthy wrestling. That's definitely <laughs> that's definitely it. And to be fair, there's a couple of moments more than any other episode, I think, where they, they get a couple of CZW chants going. This was the like, like a really organic Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. before he, he goes, he goes, CZ fucking W. Yeah, yeah. And then he dives off and just eats it, man. It looks brutal. And then, of course, back inside, after not taking one move of offense against him, Zandig walks into the ring, the black dressed-up guy... Uh, small packages him and wins at three minutes and 56 <laughs> seconds <laughs> uh, that'll do it it's the ultimately the numbers game you can't beat it a ridiculous match i mean i didn't know what to think of it i'm like are they really having because i'm like oh, i assume this is nick gage at this point but i'm like so he just got his ass kicked for four minutes non-stop and then snuck out a small package i'm like it just makes everyone look terrible here. yeah very odd moment uh, and then i don't know where this huge guy in a wife beater comes out and he's not a guy we've seen before. I thought maybe Sledge for a second. Just a big guy in a fucking wife feeder. He looks like a biker. He looks like a meth dealer. He looks like all those things rolled into one. <laughs> uh, and he backs up Zandig. And then they take the mask off, revealing Nick Gage as one of the guys. The other guy in all black just snuck away. And we never get the reveal. I guess we're just supposed to assume Justice Payne. But yeah, Justice Payne wasn't as big. Like, he seemed bigger. The that, guy in the black. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it never explained who this was. Maybe it was Eric Warthog. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just a guy yeah. in the back and they wanted two guys yeah. instead of one. <laughs> it isn't, none of this made any sense at all. And then, so they keep beating up Gage. Then they set up a third table in the ring here. And I started wondering, like, how much are these tables costing this company? Because, like, they can't cost nothing. Yeah. If you're just smashing wooden tables like this regularly. It is, yeah, that is very cost. I don't, because they, I don't think they're big enough to like get a massive discount on them. So I guess (laughs) it's just like, we just need more tables and staple guns. I wonder if just like the arena was already outfitted with that shit and then they're just breaking it like without asking anyone or telling anyone. (laughs) The arena owner's just like, please mate, just leave the tables alone, man. These are just our actual tables. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but then, uh, Zandig pulls out a thing of lighter fluid, and of course, the show being called Up in Flames, my stomach immediately sank, because of all the people to light a table on fire, I, I would just not trust Zandig with that job. <laughs> no, I don't trust Zandig with anything, to be fair. <laughs> and it's like what we were saying earlier, like, uh, with the botch, it's like, these shows are interesting because anything could be fucked up at any moment, so when I see you guys fucking around with fire that obviously don't have the training or <laughs> yeah that, that ring could 100 percent be incredibly flammable like there's no way any of that stuff is like mm-hmm. tested or or whatever you know is a material that burn stops burning quickly like the entire thing could just go up like i was no, like this uh, yeah. is wild i'm sure it's like illegal in whatever county they're in to just do an indoor fire and like, yeah there's no way they also showed everyone where the fire exit were there's kids everywhere yeah it's fucking crazy but zandig lights the table and it goes up but like every table spot, it, like 
you need to put the guy through the flaming table almost immediately because the flames don't really last. You know? Yeah. And I knew this is where they'd find trouble in CZW because they just do the most belabored setting Nick Cage up <laughs> yeah. for the powerbomb. It should have been like he's already in powerbomb place, then you light the table. But then actually they, they managed to relight it uh, and just do more lighter fluid. So it is like pretty in flames when Nick Gage goes through it. And his since he's wearing all black, like black sweatshirt, black sweats, it lights up on the back for like three, four seconds. Um, it does look, admittedly, it does, it is cool. Fire is cool. Yes, of like, course. Not, don't, don't take that as, you know encouragement to do anything bad but fire is cool and a man being put through a table on fire is very cool yeah and they, and they did it well it, they did it where he actually went through it because i thought when the flames went out they were just going to put him through this like oily table <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like with no fire on it but they had him go actually go through and gage i mean what a maniac to even do this uh like in a, in a yeah. gym for no money <laughs> it's a crazy thing for the love of the game yeah mad but then yeah so zandig is just given the belt and then declared the winner because he said, actually, Nick Gage is supposed to be suspended. And I was like, did I miss out on a storyline last month where Nick Gage was suspended? I watch these things pretty fucking closely. and I, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. Um, but who fucking knows? And then Ron Hartog, of all people, grabs a microphone. And he says, we actually have a problem. Because Nick Gage's suspension ended two hours ago <laughs> and uh so gay just declared the winner that, that small package made him the winner and new world champion that's that it was insane that that was out in the gauge when it was like it's on like a time technicality like it's it's like yeah it's i do yeah it's two one, hours ago it's like zandig would know that it's a monthly promotion that runs one show a month and your suspension lasts until the beginning <laughs> of next month's show. Yeah, yeah, that's very strange. And we're not telling anyone about it. No, like, yeah, we don't, no one knows. And also, you can still just wrestle fine or whatever. We won't stop you in any way. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. So we've at least figured out who the champ is. But they say, so for anyone trying to follow this title history, we've now had three world champions. It went Nick Gage, Zandig, Nick Gage, because technically Zandig won it last month. And I had no idea... So just sort of pissing on their title and yeah. its lineage. Uh, not that it really had a ton of cachet anyway. Uh, and then it's funny because I clocked here, Nick Gage, as he's leaving the ring, looks in the camera and he's like, who's the man? And an audience member just right there is like, not you, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I think kid. it's like a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a really high voice. And I was like, that's funny. Uh, hilarious. Also, one more thing to note here before we cut. This would be the end of the Nick Gage blood streak. Uh, did not bleed in this match. Oh, yeah, true, true, and true. And he was not ba- back later in the show. So. No, just, yeah, and that's hot, you know, yeah, that's the end of the streak, I guess. I, I, re- I reckon we continue just the next time he bleeds and see if he can ever beat four. Oh, come on. Yeah, he should be able to. I think that'll <laughs> be easy. Yeah, run for f- f- the streaks four for oh, now. I, but. Even wish, I wish we'd kept track of maybe TCK because it wouldn't surprise me if he's bled every single show. He seems to love blading as yeah. well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, end of an era. But here we get uh, the ring announcer goes to announce the next match, and then when some dude just takes the mic from him, a guy, another guy who seems like he's playing like an Italian sort of Jersey guy dude with the slick back hair, uh, and he introduces his best friend, Trent Acid. Uh, so let's do a little side bio here again. Had you ever heard of Trent Acid before this? No, not until this. He's, he's sort of like Reckless Youth, where if you weren't watching indie wrestling or sort of following the indie scene of this early 2000s era, you could have totally missed him. Uh, he began wrestling in Philadelphia at 14 years old. 
Uh, would go on to wrestle for indies like CZW, obviously, Ring of Honor. He was a big uh, juggalo championship wrestling guy. <laughs> um, but his problems with drugs and the law would plague him for his entire career. Like, even X-Pac famously on a shoot interview ousted him as, like, the guy who loves crack more than anyone he knows and, like, stuff like that. And all of this was, like, before he would die at an untimely age of 29 years old of an overdose. I mean, just nothing wrestling, man. (laughs) Brutal. Brutal. Chews guys up. Uh, But you could tell this guy had a lot of charisma. At this point, I think he was probably 19 here, if I'm not not wrong there, because he died in 2009. Yeah. So he'd already been wrestling five years. Probably a fucking maniac. I assume the home life is, like, insane. Uh, and now he's already just a wrestler. And it's sort of like, uh, you know, I give it up for the guy. I like the underdog. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a real shame. Yeah, because he, he is charismatic and he's a good wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been going five years, which is probably way longer than anyone, apart from, like, maybe Zandig or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. more than most people in the CZW show, right? Like, mm-hmm. in the, in this in this pay-per-view so yeah he's he's and he's you can tell as well even at 19 he's like really good mm-hmm. yeah he's got like a, just a natural talent to him he's sort of something to him and then he starts cutting a promo on the fans he makes a blowjob joke to a girl in the crowd but i'm like pretty sure it was a kid or something from the voice it just felt fucking weird yeah. and uncomfortable and no one laughed so it was like oh, yeah i'm not on. endorsing that side of trent assets <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be fair he's only nine no i'm not gonna fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh but he introduced his introducer as uh, saying he was meant to wrestle but he's injured i do think these guys are a tag team because trent acid came in no with a tag team called the backseat boys with johnny cashmere uh, right. so i'm 90 percent sure this is johnny cashmere and but even though despite uh apparently it's cashmere's birthday and trent leads the crowd in a happy birthday song here uh, yeah his yeah. name's never mentioned even throughout the happy birthday so i never got a confirmation yeah, which is brutal like, like that's probably the most important part of the happy birthday song yeah that it's directed to you happy birthday <laughs> to, to uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but then all of a sudden this, his opponent is introduced white lotus now correct me if i'm wrong but was this quicksilver in a fancy robe could have been i was really trying to get it sorted the whole time he looks like quicksilver uh, but it's this uh, like orchestral music entrance he comes out in a big flowery robe yeah he sort of looks like a flamboyant sort of 80s wrestler like fancy guy and i do think it is quicksilver and here's why because to come up with a name like quicksilver you would also probably come up with a name like white lotus yeah color and then something (laughs) (laughs) and i think he's also just like he's probably one of those like artistic sort of dudes uh, in yeah. his own mind, who's like, no, I, I'll have a note my whole character. I'll be White Lotus. Yeah, very high concept for a CZW show. Mm-hmm. But it was just a very standard good guy versus bad guy match. Lotus being the good guy here, Trent Acid sort of being the asshole. Uh, the heels go to leave at one point, and then Lotus clunks their heads together like coconuts. That's always classic. Also very similar uh, uh, movesets from White Lotus and Quicksilver, which is why I thought... It, it's literally only because there's no commentators to tell me and yeah. because the camera quality is so bad, you can't really see That's the thing, faces. I wouldn't be able to tell. Like, I think, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And also because we haven't seen Quicksilver, so, you know. Yeah, I thought maybe Silver Bullet, I think we were talking about it, Silver Bullet could be, but <laughs> he's definitely not. Just switch the Silver yeah. no, Bullet. Um, but yeah, so the match is, is feeling decent, but it's sort of just by the numbers, like nothing really spectacular happening. They both seem competent, but nothing special, you know. Mm. Uh, Acid hits a nice missile drop kick, um, 
from the top rope, which was at least nice. And then when Lotus does the triple suplex, uh, I knew it was, I'm pretty sure it's Quicksilver because I remember Quicksilver doing that and thinking, I, I thought Eddie Guerrero like invented that, but no, Quicksilver deserves that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then they use a corner and a chair for a decent roll up where uh, Trant Acid gets launched into it and then rolled up. Uh, and then Lotus completely whiffs a dive. You know when yeah. they do like a, a sauntong, but maybe the back of his head hit like his belly? Yeah. Goes for the pin anyway. It looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, the referee's back turned for a second when Johnny Cashmere gets in the ring and hits a really nice Death Valley driver, actually. Uh, and then Adenauer Acid has it won, but he breaks the count so he can hit his finisher. Lotus gets behind him and hits the Michinoku driver for the win at 12.57. Uh and that was sort of just a very st- pretty standard match, like you said. Yeah, and too long for these guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, this the show's too long. I'd say like there's just too many matches that run like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. think the past four have been an hour and a half. This uh, one's two wire, hours. The Barbara wire brawl went one hour fifty, but yeah, this one's a full two hours, and I was really feeling it at this yeah. point. Um, so we get our cutaway. Oh yeah, no, the acid and cashmere tees splitting up, and it's sort of funny they do this fake spot where they duck under each other's clotheslines and yeah. then they just hug. And I was like, ah, oh, that's sort of funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. You never get the, like, swerve breakup. No, they're still best pals. And I expect we'll see more of these guys as a tag team in the in future yeah, months. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah, because they seem good, you know. It's, yeah, definitely. Especially in this tag division. This is a pretty shit tag division. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when we're, like, genuinely popping for kingpins, then <laughs> we need some more talent in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we get another hard cut, uh, and then the announcer introduces the CZW Tag Team Champions, Extreme Fahrenheit, uh, fresh off their gear with the Taco Bell guys, the East LA Bros. <laughs> uh, and they come out wearing new matching gear, uh, which I thought was cool. They, the, they have matching pants now uh, <laughs> and matching hair, but it means I can now completely not tell them apart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At yeah. least before, Heartbreaker had hearts on his tights, so I'm like, that must be Heartbreaker. <laughs> Uh, now I'm like, I don't know. Well, no, it's just about the team, isn't it? They don't care about the individual. It's they are about one. the collective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then we get Midnight and John Dahmer, uh, or as I call them, the terrible promos, because these two guys are the worst promos in this in this awful company full of awful promos. Yeah. And uh, then mercifully, they don't get a promo at the start of this. I do have to clarify, in, in the first time we'd met uh, Macabre, he was introduced as Midnight for some reason, and I literally don't know if they just made it confusing or if these guys switched names. Uh, but now the guy who I thought was Macabre is out as Midnight. Yeah, I think the they made a mistake. I presume they... Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I made a mistake. Who yeah. knows? I'm, I'm not perfect here. But <laughs> uh, his, his partner also, Macabre, or, or the other guy or whatever, also just isn't there anymore. And now he's teaming with John Dahmer. So yeah. I don't know if that other guy just got cut or what happened. Uh, but we get Extreme Fahrenheit versus John Dahmer and Midnight. Uh, this was a match I was dreading before it started because I don't rate any of these guys really. Uh, no, Extreme I really. Fahrenheit are inoffensive, but they're not good. No, and I really check out whenever I hear John Dahmer. He's a he's my maybe my least favorite guy in the company. Yeah, if I had to pick, um, Extreme Fahrenheit are controlling early with portion of InSync double team moves. Then they do the respective dives for the outside. They really do seem like an '80s tag team, you know. Dahmer is now just the most normal dressed looking dude. He sort of looks like a poor man's Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens, if you will. Yeah. Which I hope Kevin Owens never hears me say. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be. I hope he does. Let's hope for the massive success of this podcast. Yes, actually. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're right. Uh, Dahmer hits the double A spine buster again, which is literally the only good thing I've seen him do on a show. It's just a nice looking spine buster to give, give him his due a bit, you know. Um, the hot tags made uh, an extreme Fahrenheit beat up Dahmer a lot. 
Uh, they brawl to the outside. A guy gets laid on a table, and then it breaks immediately, like just from him being laid on it. Yeah, is... this was the table they should have used before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, again, they do, for some reason, I guess, I think Sabu must have been just the hottest shit ever at this point in 1999. Yeah. Because Dahmer goes to set up the chair just like uh, TCK did previously. I guess not watching that match and seeing how bad that went. Or being like, let me show him how it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, for the first time, Dahmer goes, and his opponents just aren't there on the outside, so he has to sort of, like, taunt to the crowd a bit. And then he goes to do it, and just like TCK, he sort of pussies out when he faces the chair because he just ran at it wrong. Yeah. And then finally, the third time, he does, like, the shittiest board <laughs> clothesline you've ever seen. And the crowd just boos him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, As deserved. I've never seen a boo after, like, a springboard, like, high spot. And everyone's yeah. Like, you suck. <laughs> you see? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the ring, Midnight hits a drop toe hold onto the chair corner. Uh, which I, it almost looked like it actually injured the guy, and it made me realize Midnight is just trying to be Raven as much as he can. It, like, he's got the same look, the same hair, he's doing the drop-toe hold into the chair. He just wants to be Raven. Yeah. And I didn't. I never even liked Raven as much as the average guy, but this guy is no Raven. I fucking hate this team. <laughs> and then you can sort of hear a camera, because Extreme Fair, and, or Dahmer still comes out with this woman that he never really addresses her names. And because just where the camera's situated, you can hear this guy in the audience, like, sexually harassing the valet. Did you hear this? No, I didn't. I mean, I was really, like... Just out of it. Yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard like, uh, there was weird moments where you could really... Because some, someone was clearly next to the camera, so you could hear an insult very loud. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that this stuff... No, he's that like, would hey, be get over here. Hey, where are you going? And, like, yeah. they, she's near, and then she goes to the other side of the ring. He's like, oh, I can't run away for long. I'm like, yeah, it's like, dude, you're in public. Creepy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Very weird. Um, uh, so then both Dahmer and one of the extreme Fahrenheit guy do double Hurricane Rana roll-ups at the exact same time for the double pinfall finish at 15 minutes, 30 seconds, which uh, is a, sp- a finish we've now seen two times in two months at a CZW. 15 minutes it's for these too long. guys, man. Yeah, it's absurd. We were saying it was a bit too long for the opener, which we loved. Yeah, yeah. This was like, oh my God, man. What yeah, a bad it's, match. It's so difficult to get through some of them as well. Like, <laughs> like it is really tough where you just check out and you're just like, this is not, yeah, this is not good. I am against this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Extreme Fahrenheit's pissed after the match as the officials enter the ring. Hartog tries to take both belts and then all of a sudden both teams just beat the shit out of him. Like, he really gets a beat in this, this, this week. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, pi- Dahmer even pile drives him on the tag team belt. And then the heels celebrate in ring with the belts. Uh, and Midnight begins cutting a promo. And I was like, oh no. And then the camera cuts him off like mid-sentence. Good. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I guess judging by what the events of last month, we should just assume that Dahmer and Midnight are the, now the tag team champions. 100%. Yeah. We who... saw a dusty finish and then it ended with them celebrating. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they're the champions undefeated uh, for months. I hate it. Yeah, it's awful. It's like dire. Like I'm the champion for getting through 15 minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we set up here, I believe, our final segment. Justice Payne comes out, and you know how these guys love talking. They love the, how they sound. So he calls out uh, this woman, the same lady he brought out last month, but doesn't mention her by name or anything. He says something about how, tonight I'm going to have that piece of ass, but right now I'm thinking about kicking Lobo's ass. Brilliant. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, that is dynamite. That is great. And the woman was probably like... 
God, I love him. <laughs> I, I love when he calls me a piece He's of a, ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, the sound quality is also so terrible. Like, even if it was a good promo, you can barely understand it. It's yeah. all just brutal. Uh, Rob, it's funny because I have noted here, Hartog just back on duty one segment after this pile driver he took on a belt he just keeps going he no sells all that stuff he's <laughs> he, great he's fine yeah uh totally fine uh pain takes forever to call out lobo and then finally lobo comes out to the ring with sledge so we find we get an iron man title match ccw iron man title and remember justice pain we still don't know how is the junior heavyweight champion uh it was it was quicksilver and then one week justice pain just came out with the title yeah no quicksilver actual. mysteriously disappeared as a New entrant White Lotus entered the scene. <laughs> yeah. And then Lobo comes out here with two belts. And I'm like, well, I know one is the Iron Man title. What what could the other one yeah, be? Yeah, where are all these belts coming from? No, exp- I'm sure it's like maybe the Texas Iron Man title. Or they must be the- doing like house shows where just stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like like the tag team, like, you ruined my title shot last night in Texas. And you're like, what? Or, you know, it's almost wrestlers like, it's like Reckless Youth or Quack talking about the Texas tag titles. Like, their career is in their head, and they sort of just treat it like it's common knowledge. Like any yeah. wrestling fan is following these indies. Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. So like this could be like, for all we know, like some Jersey promotion that we don't know about. Yeah. Lobo's like their world champion. <laughs> yeah. So he's coming out. The Lobo, like, the Lobo franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's a big deal. Um, but it's just no explanation, of course. Uh, right away, Justice Payne smokes Lobo in the head with a chair. I almost think that's how they got to get into the zone. Like, they need to, a concussion. Yeah, yeah. hundred. Yeah, that's the, the the lights in their eyes start flicking, and then they're just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I don't know how to count to four anymore. Let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. Uh, in ring, they seem to have okay chemistry here. As far as, like, Lobo, because I think Lobo's a pretty terrible wrestler. I've said it a few times now. Uh, and he looks okay here against Justice Payne. He actually hits his decent uh, Liger bomb, which he had botched uh, a couple months back, landing on the, the ladder. Uh, they go back outside, and now Justice Payne asks the crowd, who's the man? I feel like him and Nick got to sort out who gets to say who who's the man. Who gets called the man, yeah. One of, you, one of you is the man, and one of you is chasing a piece of ass. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. Clearly Nick Gage is the man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they, go, they go back uh, brawling into those breakable walls we've talked about a few times now. I don't know where these come from or who's setting them up. Yeah. It's just nothing plywood walls that, like, surround the arena. Uh, Lobo goes into the ring, and then he hits a really impressive... Like, his Undertaker-style suicide dive where he just jumps over the top rope onto Justice Payne and clears it. I yeah, I think overall it's a really good match. Like, mm-hmm. I really... I, I did enjoy it. It was a good... Maybe one of the first times a main event felt like a, a main event. Like, yeah, and these guys do feel, like, as established as you can in this company, sort of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, main event sort of guys. Uh, Lobo places uh, Justice Pain on top of the top rope, but Justice Pain counters with a tornado DDT. And then, of course, we get a ref bump uh, where Lobo <laughs> gets course. the visual pinfall win. So it's like sort of, again, maintaining his heat. And then the lady that Justice Payne came out with uh, tries to break it up, but Lobo gets the upper hand and goes to pile driver. Uh, but Justice Payne saves it. I, I, I prefer this to him just like forcing his tongue down her throat like we've oh. seen in the past like yeah I, pr- I'd pref- I prefer most things to just seeing her, him forcing <laughs> his tongue down her throat for sure I just mean like I don't have a problem with a guy pile driving a lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right re- to be fair though the woman's in like, because the problem is always like it's it's different right because he's not 
forcing his tongue down Lobo. He's going to pile drive Lobo. Yeah, yeah. So we should be pile driving a woman. Like, why do you do that? Like, yeah, so that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. put her through a table or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, not that. You just don't be there like, ooh, you can't run for long. <laughs> yeah, don't be a horny wrestler. It's bad. Yeah. Um, they fight towards the merch stand, and I was wondering, like, you, can this merch stand make money? Like, they have all their own CZW shirts now, and like we said, the crowd's pretty light. I think they're probably just selling, like, Guns N' Roses CDs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just like fake Ozzy Osbourne merch Zandig's and whatnot. garage sale is, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit from his And, house. like, mystery pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would that'd be sick if it, if you get a bit of beer or a mystery pill. Yeah, just, just put your hand in a box. Here. Oh, steroids! Yeah, enjoy, nice. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the roster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and once again, they suplex each other through the pizza table, uh, the table where like, you can, I assume, buy pizza from the slice. Uh, so that's four tables on this card, by the way. That's just yeah, destroyed. There's let's, a lot of tables that's gone. Almost, that's probably like a hundred dollars worth of tables that these guys weren't getting paid. Uh, they fight up to this trusty corner stage area that we've seen every single show now. Uh, it's And it's always in the main event. It always feels like they probably save it for the main yeah, event yeah. going up to this high top. And then Lobo's sort of following up the ladder. And out of nowhere, Sledge turns on Lobo, grabs him from behind, and throws him off the stage thing through a fifth table in this match. Uh, and Justice Payne pins him to become the new Iron Man champion at 12 minutes, 40 seconds. What do you think of the main event? Good, yeah, good. I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually a pretty solid match. Yeah, you know, it, it had some good high flying. Like everything looked good. Like I was at no point was I like I winced, but not because I was like that dude's gonna die. Yeah, like totally. it was like when I should be wincing and going up the the ladder to the high top area and the stage was really good. And to be honest, I wasn't actually expecting the betrayal. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I was like... I was properly swerved with that one. Yeah, um, so when he did that, that was cool. And it was good to see Justice Pain actually look like... Because obviously he became like a big part of CZW along with Gage. Mm-hmm. But like actually see why he did. Because he actually looked good in this match. I totally. And it's the best Lobo's looked. I think, yeah. I think they did have good chemistry together. Uh, and it's nice because Lobo's one of these guys who... He clearly doesn't have any natural ability. He doesn't have the look... I'm not trying to. Ra- I'm trying to compliment him here. Yeah, but you can tell he's working really hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the opposite of a lot of the wrestlers who just don't give a shit and are just there because they're like Zandig's mates or they own a table company or exactly. whatever, you know. But he's like, yeah, I'm not the best, but I will work really hard. And sometimes that's what you need for a good match. And take all the bumps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's Eric Warhog as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Ron Hart. Ron. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> don't know where I got that from. Uh, yeah, Eric Hart Warthog. <laughs> that sounds like we'll see that guy in a few months. <laughs> But Justice Payne says something on the microphone as the paramedics are checking on Lobo. They even stretcher him out. So I'm guessing someone they know just has a stretcher they can use for the shows. Yeah, it wasn't quite as good as when Zandig got stretched off, but, mm. you know. And then, so this weird fucking scene happens where Lobo's almost doing, like, the Mick Foley pulling himself off the stretcher to go confront Justice Payne. But I don't know if he's really injured or if he's just overselling. But as soon as he gets off the stretcher, he collapses. So he's like literally laying down on the ground. And then Justice Payne comes and lays down face to face. And they start like punching each other. Like <laughs> yeah. laying down. Like snakes. Yeah, like snakes with arms. It was very, it was really odd. It's very just weird. Uh, and then they set up the rematch on the microphone. Yeah. And Justice Payne just hops to his feet and he's like, good luck though, you're going to need it. And then him and Sledge just beat the shit out of Lobo as yeah. he's on the ground. It's like David Lynch does wrestling. Like it was very odd. Like they were on the floor. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Mm. I think it was probably a bit of both of like, 
Because the reason they can get through those matches is by adrenaline. So as, as soon as you stop for a moment, mm-hmm. then you just feel everything. So he probably did stand up and was like, okay, maybe not. And then, you know, sold it a bit. So, Dude, I'm sure, like, because these shows, I'm pretty sure, happen in the afternoon just based on how it looks outside. And the show we got last week sort of showed that it, I'd say like 4 p.m., probably done by like 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, th- these guys probably hit the local bar near this arena and just get fucking totaled at the bar. Yeah. For, like, nothing. And, like, I'm sure the fans are just buying him drinks. I'm sure Lobo is just, like, wasted within two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Show, <laughs> within half an hour. Like, n- yeah, he's, like... And I hope that's all they're doing, but I know it's not for no. a lot of them. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a dark sort of locker room environment. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so that was the overall show. What would you give this one out of seven there, Ben? Uh, I think it's finally cracking a two. That's what I got written. I here. think it's a two. I think uh, like th- the best one we've seen so far, mm-hmm. but still like <laughs> issues. Not passable. <laughs> yeah, still issues. Still some matches are too long, and uh, yeah, overall decent. And maybe you know, there's stuff they need to fix. But like, it's good to see they uh, got a foundational, foundationally decent match. And you'd be like, okay, so they can do it. They can put on totally. an okay event. Then we take the next step especially after the disaster that was the one with like the background music and stuff so yeah i enjoyed it and that match to begin with best match so far and then the main event was probably one of the better matches as well so yeah i i i, I did enjoy most of it there is something to be said for starting on a good note and ending on a good note it yeah. sort of leaves a nice taste in your mouth even though the, that tag match might have been the worst match we've seen on any of these shows it was seriously bad and too long but yeah i i found myself giving it a two i like doing sort of my jerry springer final thought here with like because uh, I always sort of try to summarize the show at the end of these. So I wrote down here, the show felt closer to finding its groove than any other show previous. There was a variance of matches, type, match types and quality, interesting names, and they set up the next show decently. Uh, it is still a failing grade, however, due to the unforgivably bad production and sound quality and lack of sensical booking. Uh, I do think, like, the Zandig stuff is just pretty unforgivably bad. Uh, it's very self-indulgent. And it, like, there's no, like, trace of a heel or a face. Yeah. Like, week to week, month to month. Um, yeah, and it's super, it's just like, like you said, it's like a drunk dad sort of writing his, yeah, writing his, own, his own story. Yeah, and I'm can... Superman and I win. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all right. Just, yeah, just like his worn out cassette of 80s bangers. It's like slowly <laughs> winding down. And I want to also notice missing in action here. We haven't seen the sensational one for a good two months now. And also Mr. Meaner, DMX. Hasn't, oh, yeah. Hasn't been around. Sure. I want to keep track when guys are like not around for a while at the end of these things. So maybe make you think about the sensational one as you click on your next podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah or replay this one give us the numbers yeah well anyways guys thanks for listening that was the comics in the combat zone and we'll be back at you next week bye-bye